Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page at federalbaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddinson for Federal Baseball. I'm going to stall for a minute here while my computer reboots, and hopefully I can get the other guys in on the line here. Coming to you after the Nationals drop a 4-1 decision to the Miami Marlins tonight in Marlins Park. Jose Fernandez on the mound for the Marlins. Six innings pitched, four hits, one run, one earned run, four walks, five Ks. Improves to 15-0 and in 23 career starts against at home in Marlins Park. The big story of the day, obviously, which we'll get to in a couple minutes, the Nationals trading for Jonathan Papelbon, make a deal with the Phillies that sends Nick Pavetta to Philadelphia in return for the closer. My computer is rebooting as we speak, so I'm just going to keep on talking as if nothing is wrong on this end until I can get it back up and see how we're doing here. This might be a quick show and a reboot afterwards because my computer has apparently died on me. But Jordan Zimmerman on the mound for the Nationals tonight. Six innings pitch, eight hits, three earned runs, two walks, two Ks. Hmm. Nationals drop. <laughs> decision. I'm just going to keep talking here and see if I can't figure this out. We're going to pause for a minute here on that nightly. Please hold. You are experiencing technical difficulties. Please hold on. It looks like I've gotten my computer sorted out. Hopefully, we'll be on the line with... Uh, Yes, in a minute. This is Matt Knightley. Please hold. We're sorting our technical difficulties out. Hopefully, we'll be back on the line in a moment. Okay, we're up and running in five seconds or so. Apologies to everyone who's listening for having to listen to me drone on for a few minutes. We have everyone on the phone here, and we should be up in a brief second. Doghouse? You're killing me, Reddington. You're killing me with this. It's, 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 like, it, it's, it's the podcast equivalent of hitting into a double play. Three times. That's a by me. Shots fired in a close game. Dave? Yeah, I'm here. My, uh, my touchpad just started to uh, lock up and stop working at that point. So, right a minute before the show, just to make it all fun and giggles for everyone. So, now we're ready. Matt's nightly sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. I'm going to skip the cute part in the beginning where I pretend as if we're talking about someone else. Tonight I was going to go with the girl in the Coke commercials where she goes, do I look like a Larry? Oh, that would have been great. Anyway. Nationals drop a 4-1 decision tonight. We'll start with that and then get into the trade. We voted beforehand, talking about the game one. 
Jordan Zimmerman on the mound, Dave. Six-start unbeaten streak before the night's outing, 2-3-3 ERA, two walks, 30 Ks over that stretch, 2-31, 2-52, line against. Winless in two starts versus Miami this season, though. No decisions, 208 ERA, 250, 250, line against the 13 innings pitch. Super, inefic- super efficient at the start tonight, four scoreless on 39 pitches, but back-to-back one-out singles in the sack line in the fifth, tied up at one. Two pitches and two hits into the sixth. It was a 2-1 Miami lead. Three hits on three pitches, put second and third, but no outs. Three to one after six innings. He was really sharp in the beginning, Dave, but got into a little trouble there. Marlon swinging at the first pitch fastball he was throwing and took advantage of that to get out to the lead that held up. Jordan Zimmerman wasn't sharp enough. The bullpen couldn't save them, and there was no offense. Can we talk about the trade now? You're gonna get you're gonna get paused and muted if you if you continue in this game. <laughs> and yet he's not wrong. <laughs> Nothing there. I mean, this is what this, this is what it comes down to for the Nats right now is that the starting pitcher has to be perfect because um, you know unless your name is Drew Stewart and very soon uh, um, Jonathan Papelbon, uh, the bullpen's just been wildly inconsistent. You can't count on them for bailing uh, the Nats out, especially if. Um, if, if Matt Williams is going with his B bullpen because they're trailing at the time that he takes a starter out, um, look, Mike Rizzo is rolling the dice here by going um, by by not addressing uh, this team's offense. That Jason Worth and Ryan Zimmerman will return to pre-injury uh, production levels, and I'm just not sure that's going to happen. Uh, I've, I have more faith in Anthony Rendon and if and when Denon Span ever comes back, um, but you know we, we we saw Ryan Zimmerman with with, uh, with a nice base hit. Uh, Jason Worth, uh, um, you know, still looks rusty. I, I think I think Worth and Zimmerman are question marks the rest of the way, and this is what the Nats are going to have to deal with until they can generate more offense. So I guess we got Jason Worth tonight back in the lineup. Ryan Zimmerman back as well. Up one nothing in the fifth. A leadoff and one out singles by Michael A. Taylor and Anthony Rendon. A walk by Yunel Escobar loaded the bases, but Worth grounds into an inning ending five four three. Marlins tie it up in the bottom of the inning, take the lead in the sixth. Welcome back, Jason Worth. He kind of turning point in the game there when the Nationals could have built up their lead a little bit and given themselves some wiggle room, and Jason Worth grounds into the DP to end the threat there. You know, it, it's it's a hard-hit ground ball. Sometimes bad reports in your favor. Sometimes you're Jordan Zimmerman. Try striking more people out, <laughs> Devil N. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest here. It's just a bottle-up kind of side. Uh it worked. It frankly did not look as bad as I was expecting him to look. And uh, Rendon and Zimmerman have both been looking better than I was expecting him to look. That said, my God, Matt, you're killing me. It's like you're up there with with rebooting your computer at the beginning of a podcast every time we have a chance to go ahead. You're killing me. Everyone's a critic. Tom Jose Fernandez on the mound. Four starts back from Tommy John surgery. The 22-year-old right-hander is 3-0 before tonight. 2.77 ERA, 1.57 SIP, 1.04 walks per nine, 11.08 K per nine, 2.25, 2.55, 3.30 line against. He's 14-0 going into tonight with a 1.17 ERA and 146 and two-thirds innings pitched in Miami in his career. The longest home unbeaten streak to start a career. 22 starts before tonight, 23 after it. Gives up a walk to Harper, a double by Zim, a sack fly by Ramos for the only run he allowed in the night. Ends up going six innings, four hits, one earned run, four walks, five Ks. Just impressive how this kid's able to come back. And he was dominant before Tommy John. He's getting right back there after it. 
Absolutely. And uh, the Nats just couldn't do anything against him tonight. There was very little offense happening out there, and I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about that during the trade section of this evening. Simply because put the ball on play against Hernandez. And, you know, they, you come away with a two-hit night for uh, for Zimmerman, but it, it, and, your phone going. Uh, he, he, oh, sorry. Your phone. Your phone's going in there. Go ahead. Huh? Hey, one more question on the yeah, game. I thought that was we'll comment. <laughs> one more question on the day, game, Dave, and we'll move on after that. Ian Desmond, a seven-game hit streak before tonight. So stardom, of course. Question mark or a good chance for SB to uh, get a game today at shortstop because Desi was 0 for 9 with seven Ks versus Fernandez coming into the game. 0 for 12 with 10 Ks versus Fernandez by the time he was out of the game. Golden sombrero for Desi tonight. Were we too quick to hop on the Desi's back bandwagon there? Well, yes. Um, You know, four games does not a uh, resurrection make. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, if you're Danny Espinosa, it took uh, several weeks before he was pronounced to be resurrected. So, um, you know, this is a really bad matchup for Desmond. I'm not going to write him off. Um, just because he had a bad night against Jose Fernandez. I mean, this is the type of pitcher that Ian Desmond isn't going to hit. I mean, Fernandez has one of the best sliders in the game, and and, and Desmond thinks everything's a fastball. So, um, you know, this is kind of predetermined that he was not going to have a good night tonight. The Nationals lose 4-1, to 52-46 and 46 on the year. What, with my smooth transition here, they have a new closer now. Nationals trade Nick Pavetta. For Jonathan Papelbon, the Philadelphia Phillies closer, he had an option for 2016 at 13 million. He's going to get 11 instead as they renegotiated that. The Phillies are paying 4.5 million of his contract doghouse. What do you think of your new closer, Jonathan Papelbon, from the hated Phillies? Natstown is up in arms. They don't like what's happening to Drew Store in here. Mike Rizzo said tonight Papelbon's going to be the ninth inning guy. Well, as far as I'm concerned, this is Matt Stairs all over again. I've been wearing out the smiling pile of poo emoji on my phone, texting back and forth to other Nats fans today. Okay, maybe maybe that's a little bit of overreaction, but, you know, Papelbon doesn't have the the best reputation as the, you know, someone who, who relates well to the fans and the media. On the other hand, people seem to like him in the clubhouse, or those are the fifth-hand rumors you hear as a fan. You, you can't deny that he's been effective this season and one of the few bright spots on our just an awful Phillies team. Um, it sticks in my craw that we give the Phillies anyone, even if it's some guy I've never heard of, you know, because I, I haven't been following the minors to that much depth. So uh, this isn't someone I, I'm going to miss, you know, until he comes back and the Nats can't, you know, scrape out even a single against him the first time we face him as a starter, assuming he ever makes it to the majors. And, of course, he will because, you know, of course, but uh, I, I'm just going to shake my head and say, okay, Rizzo, I'm going to trust you on this one. You know, it worked out with Soriano, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you Papelbon. Papelbon, at least, is a better pitcher than Ouch. Soriano was, so there's that. <laughs> Tom, Papelbon, 34-year-old, 11-year veteran, 159 ERA, 2945, eight walks, 40 Ks, 269, 338. 388 line versus left-handed hitters this year, 159, 212, 275 versus right-handers, and 32 and two-thirds, 
17 for 17 in save opportunities, wanted out of Philadelphia enough that he renegotiated a $2 million less deal to get out of there. What do you think about it? I'm going to guess that you're not a big fan of it based on what we've talked about earlier tonight. How much I want him? I mean, I'm sure that we can start a Kickstarter to uh, come up with the extra money to get him the hell out of town. Uh, I do not like this deal under any circumstances. I like it a lot less when we start thinking about what he said, or you know, what what terms and conditions he put on his move, wherein he said, "I must be the closer wherever I end up." So much for so much. <laughs> he wants out of Philadelphia so bad that he's willing to give up money, but he's not willing to just play wherever they put it. That is some hot crap right there, my friend. And it's not the sort of thing that they need. Yes, they do need bullpen depth, but they don't need to be told where to put it. Um, It is really obnoxious to me that that, that they decided that, yep, yep, we can let this one guy tell us how we're going to do our bullpen management when, I mean, let's be honest, Matt Williams hasn't done all that great a job of it this year, but at least he's gotten the ninth inning right. And uh, there is no part of this deal that does not make me want to light things on fire. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Making Dave, Drew Storen. Drew Storen, Dave. 29 saves, two blown saves, 173 ERA, 191 FIP, nine walks, 44 Ks, 10.90 K per nine, and 36 and a third innings pitched. Right-handers, he's holding them to a 089, 177, 161 line against. Left-handers, 299, 341, 316. And he's now being demoted to the eighth inning role from what we've learned tonight. Rizzo did say pretty clearly that Papelbon is going to be that ninth inning guy. What does this do to Drew Storen? What do you think of the move? Well, um, you know, it's a shame that Drew Storen's the one that's got to get demoted because the rest of the bullpen hasn't been able to do their jobs this year. Um, Storen's been the only thing um, that's been unqualified, right? Um, maybe Matt Thornton can be can be said that he's been unqualified. Uh, in his role, but um, but the rest of them, you know, the right-handed relievers they've tried out there, Lake Trinan, um, Tanner Roark, um, several others, David Carpenter got hurt. I mean, they just haven't done the job. So anything that can make uh, Matt Williams' job easier managing the bullpen, uh, I think is generally a good thing, and this will allow that to happen with Papelbon in the ninth inning, Storn in the eighth inning, um, Thorn matching up in the seventh inning against lefties. Um, you know, here's the thing. Uh, Papelbon is a very divisive player. Um, you've never heard a player say bad things about him. The fans don't like him because he's abrasive and he's got the jock-grabbing thing. Um, it, fans don't like the idea of uh, of players trying to dictate their situation. They want their players, um, you know, to, to do what they're told and, and, and be team players um, and, 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 you know, and be quiet about it. And Papelbon's not that type of guy. I mean, here's a guy that... that feels like, and rightly so, feels like he can dictate the situation um, because, uh, here's the bottom line, he's a goddamn good pitcher. Uh, he is one of the top five or six best relievers of the past 11 years. He's got more saves than anybody over the last 11 years. Um, so he's earned the right to be able to dictate a little bit what his position's going to be. Does that leave a, a bad taste in a certain segment of the fans' mouths? Sure. Does it hurt doubly that he's coming from Philadelphia and he's been doing this to the Nats for the last four years? Sure. Does it hurt that, it's, that he's moving a team favorite uh, into a lesser role and perhaps even off the team because I'm sure that Drew Storen's going to ask for a trade now? Sure, it does all of that. But for now, 
the Nats don't have to do anything with Storen other than run out, run them out there in the eighth inning when they've got a lead. Um, so right now, it makes the Nats a better team. What what this opens up, it opens up a fabulous uh, debate about whether you root for the guys in the uniform or you root for the uniform itself. Um, you know, people are, are going to want to root for uh, um, a World Series champion regardless, but I really think there's going to be a certain segment of the fan base uh, that feels that if John, Jonathan Papelbon is getting the last out in game five or six or seven or whatever it is instead of Drew Storen, that a World Series championship isn't going to as mean as much. And that's a shame. agree with that. And this is one of those places where I feel like management has decided that win at any cost, even the cost of the fan base themselves. <laughs> Judging by the reaction I've seen, I can't reprint most of what I've seen on Twitter and on Facebook or restated here because it would be wholly inappropriate, but it will be interesting to see if Papelbon is good enough in the ninth inning that the fan base actually warms to him going over this last two months of the season, but Doug House, uh, you have to get leads to the closer in order for the closer to do his job. The Nats have lost seven out of ten. The Mets won today. They're now a game back in the division. They just acquired Tyler Clippers, who the Nationals were rumored to be interested in. They got Juan Uribe and Kelly Johnson from the Atlanta Braves to shore up their offense a little bit. They certainly have the pitching to get through here so far. Uh, John Morosi of Fox Sports tweeted tonight that the Nats are open to bench upgrades but want to evaluate Zimmerman and Worth first, see what they have with all their guys back from injuries. Fans still on the DL, obviously. Uh, Steven Strasburg still out there. Anthony Rendon just getting his feet under him. The Nats need to make a, a move. You hate to see a move just to keep up with the Joneses and what the Mets are doing, but offense, do they need an upgrade somewhere on this offense? Well, much much as it hurts, I got to say, Juan Uribe, Kelly Johnson, and and Tyler Clifford, we got to make a move to keep up with that. I mean, much <laughs> as I love Peaches, I, I'm looking forward to the first walk off of a towering bomb hit off of him in the eighth or ninth inning. You know, he, he's basically getting getting up for uh, Jenry the Juicer here to to fill in an empty spot there in, in their roster. Uh, Offense wise. You know, I'm I'm certainly as nervous as everyone else about uh, Zimmerman and Worth and and Rendon getting back into midseason form after coming back from the injury and all the time off and not particularly impressive outings in rehab. But judging by tonight, you know they're 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 not that far away, and I, I think we could see some real production out of them, uh, production that we get sooner and certainly with no long-term impact on, on the team going forward for next year and the year after. Uh, and e- even Papelbon, that's a pretty cheap acquisition. It's, it's basically just money and injured pride that, that uh, we're paying as a team and as a fan base. Uh, and it, it, like them or not, I think these are canny moves that, that, that Rizzo is making. And unless he can get something for cheap, I don't see him needing to make a move here to shore up the offense. The pieces are there. Dave and Tom, we'll go back to you each for one more. You They're can just both broken. respond to the same questions if you want. Uh, Washington Post writer Barry Sperluga reported tonight that the Nats did, Nats did touch base with uh, the Reds and the San Diego Padres on Chapman and Kimbrell. The price they were asking was uh, one of two of the list of prospects he gave, Trey Turner, Michael A. Taylor, Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, and Joe Ross. Papelman was a back. Papelman was a backup option they went to when they couldn't work out a deal or wouldn't accept a deal like that from either of them. 
to get the Phillies to pay for this uh, basically a big chunk of Papelbon's contract to get him to agree to uh, take less than he was supposed to be getting next year with his option if invested. Is this a good deal on Rizzo's part? Would you have liked to see him make a trade for Chapman who could have shored up the bullpen from the left side and Storen struggled to retire left-handers? Would you rather have had Kimbrell? Feel free to touch on any of that, Dave. Um, personally, no. Um, the the level of prospects that it would have taken to land Kimbrell or Chapman uh, just exorbitant. And we've talked about this, um, you know, in earlier shows. I, I didn't feel like the Nets should um, spend that type of, of um, you know, prospect wealth um, to acquire either of those players. That's the best thing about this uh, Applebond deal is they traded a player um, who will probably never reach the major leagues. I mean, Pavetta is a, uh, a C prospect at best. I mean, he's a crapshoot to make the major leagues. Um, so the, the, the price of, of, of prospects, uh, it, the, the price was right. I mean, this is, um, you know, the, the Nats got better today. Um, Rizzo made a good baseball deal, um, regardless of your opinion of the player. Um, I think the funniest thing to come out of this was the Padres asking for Trey Turner back. But what do you think about the price then? The uh, Padres and Reds were asking for one of those two closers. I can't say that I'd, that I'd be willing to pay it, but I'd be a lot more willing to pay uh, that particular deal to get a Kimbrel of the world than to get a Papelbon. Somebody who has been quietly successful, someone who has been clearly um, exemplary in his work without being abrasive, without being a douchebag. Because let's be honest, <laughs> Papelbon's a douchebag. And I, you know, for a team that has em- that has really emphasized character players and has really emphasized how important that is to be as as nice a human being off the field as you are good on it, um, this deal sucks. Yes, the Nationals have got better on paper, but they are a worse team to watch. And bad enough, we have to sit through Dave and F- or um, Carp and FP every night because they're terrible. <laughs> Um, now we have to sit and let them be homers for Jonathan Papelbon, and I hate that. I hate that so, so much. Flames on the side of my face. I hate that. And yes, this is a better ball club because of this trade. Yes, that was the right, the quote-unquote right baseball move to make. Doesn't make me like any part of it at all. Can Papelbon really do? <laughs> Can Papelbon endear himself to the D.C. fan base? Will Mike Rizzo be pointing to his head no. at the end? Can the Nationals <laughs> beat the Marlins tomorrow after losing 4-1 to tonight, 52-46 and on the year? The most important question, can I edit the first minute and a half out of this show once we're done? Matt's Knightley, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Talk to you guys all tomorrow. Tom Bridge, at Tom Bridge, DSP on the Twitter. Dave, Nationals, DSP on the Twitter. At Federal Baseball for us, Doghouse, he hates the Twitter. At Nightly, sponsored Ooh. by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Go Nats. Go Mets. <laughs>